0: For the capacity to see feel hear and understand let us be grateful for the incredible gift of life and let us be grateful for the ties of love which bind us together giving dignity meaning worth and joy to all of our days welcome to house church where you are welcome Will you join us if in the ethos? We can have the ethos. For those of you who are members and this is not your first time here, this will be familiar. If this is your first time in the house and you'd just like to read along with us in your mind and see what we say, that's fine too. But folks who are here and who are used to being here, would you join me? House Church's mission is to connect people with God and with each other in an atmosphere of love and grace. As a faith community, we are committed to living relationally according to the values of our ethos. Married, divorced, and single here, it's one family that mingles here. Conservative and liberal here, we've all gotta give a little here. Doubt and believe here, we all can receive here lgbtqia plus and straight here there's no hate here woman man and trans here every gender binary or non can here whatever your race here for all of us a place here rich or poor here class differences dissolve here Able-bodied or differently abled, you're part of the body of Christ here. Neurodivergent or neurotypical, you have the mind of Christ here. Popular and accepted or cast out and rejected, we all belong in Christ here. In imitation of the extravagant love God has for each of us and all of us, let us live and love the best we can by putting people first and labels second. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank
1: you. Welcome again, welcome again. My name is Pastor Bonnie LeBach and I will be your cruise director for this lovely morning we have together. Oh, it is good to see this many people in the house. I say yes to this. I say yes. We have some special guests in the house today for this family Sunday. I would like to uh, draw your attention to the order of service. For all of my list checkers and checker offers, we're on number three. Between number two and three, we have completed the invocation ethos and mission We will have a peace blessing with Amber in just a moment. We will then greet one another and extend our grace and peace together, sing together, and a baby dedication. I would love to welcome the Brown family and extended family. Let's give them a warm welcome into this house. I would also love to welcome, for the very first time, my Aunt Judy, and her beloved, Nolan, and my mother, Karen Hilton, sitting in the front row. I recognize that there are a lot of family members in the house, and so we welcome you. You are welcome in this house. As I like to say, you are welcome, wanted, and worthy. The, um, the, after the baby dedication, we will um, release the children to go to Children's Church at that time. And um, we will sing together again. I will minister a message. We will have communion and interactive worship together. I hope to get all of this done and have you out to lunch by just a little bit afternoon. Does that sound good? All right. A C- couple few minutes after the 12 o'clock hour. Can you set in with me for that? All right. Well, good deal. Um, Amber, please come.
2: I started writing these peace blessings about a year and a half ago during the pandemic and I just needed peace. It was a really rough time and I started speaking peace out loud over myself, over the people in my life. I started out just writing little tiny snippets on my own Facebook page and they grew and grew and now I'm doing like two pages for you all every week and um, this is a mix of old and new. It is a piece, yes, it is a remix. Um, I should have worked with Hank the DJ and we could have done this to some music. That would have been cool. Maybe next week. Um, take a deep breath with me. Peace to those who open the blinds first thing in the morning they just can't wait to see what kind of day lies ahead. Peace to the ones who keep the curtains drawn because they are too afraid to look. And peace to those who tentatively peek out before deciding whether or not to engage. You have always been enough. Peace to the ones sitting in a church for the first time since the falling out or the coming out or the kicking out. Peace to those who need something to shift, like a job, or a relationship, or a belief. Peace to you who put roots down by a dry riverbed, and now your lips are cracked with thirst and longing. You have always been good. Peace to all the decisions you have to make, the ones that come easily, and the ones that you must rend from deep within and still don't trust peace to the ones who know if it's not okay, then it's not the end, but that doesn't make the middle hurt any less. Peace to those who feel the elephant of grief on their chest today and are fighting for each breath. You have always been loved. Peace to the ones who have recently traded something for sobriety of mind, like alcohol or unforgiveness or shame Peace to those who stay out of obligation, and peace to those who leave because they know it's time. Peace to the ones under a storm cloud of something they can't yet name, and peace to the ones who hold the umbrella. You are the beloved in Christ. So peace to you like friends gathered around the fire pit, like the first day you can shed your coat after a long winter, like spring flowers in bloom, Peace to you like clear scans and good health, like the breakthrough after the breakdown, like welcoming the stranger and discovering that they were God all along. Peace to you, the kind that gathers around the wounds you aren't quite ready to dress and says, I'm here, now rest.
1: Would you stand with me? This is indeed a day that the Lord has made. Let us interact and greet and meet one another. Please be mindful of social cues. Do not rush in on anyone who does not wish to be hugged. Please use all the social intelligence that you have within your being to make everyone feel welcome however they wish to interact with you. God bless you as you extend your grace and peace to one another.
3: Hey, good morning, house church. I want to invite everybody to come back and stay standing. We're going to sing together.
4: Yeah, she's
3: right there. Hello, house church. Come on back. She's coming. Hey, good morning. You know, I did this, and it really worked better, didn't it? (laughs) Now I know the trick. Well, my name is Heidi, and I am one of the pastors here at House Church. And I am the worship leader as well. And this is your worship team. We have Eve on the piano, Amber on the guitar, and Sarah on the drums. Yeah, give them a hand. So we picked one of our favorite songs to sing this morning for a couple of different reasons. But one of those reasons being we love to hear your voices. So I invite you to stand and to sing with us as we get into this song and just have fun. We know you know this one.
5: Yes, I will, I'm gonna sing of the goodness of God,
3: yay,
1: you may be seated. For some, it is the first time to be in a public assembly singing together after the pandemic. Doesn't it feel good? Wow. (laughs) Collective ooh and ah. And they brought young children to Jesus that he should touch them, and his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But they, when they saw Jesus, and when Jesus saw that displeasure, he was much displeased and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. And he took them up in his arms and put his hands upon them and blessed them. Baby dedication is a wonderful moment in which parents and family make a public statement of faith to raise their child with God's love, grace, and wisdom. The title for this ceremony as baby dedication is a slight misnomer as this dedication is more about family and parents it is their dedication and desire that is displayed here today when sean and jennifer told me that caden was coming just shortly before christmas day in my spirit i felt something special something very unique about him And the scripture that came to mind was, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and truly a new government would come with him, a new way of establishing and setting things right, a new way of connecting people and bringing unity with him. And I see that happening today. I would love to invite the parents, sibling, grandparents, and birth mom of the one who is to be dedicated, please come. If there's another way that we should be standing up here for the sake of pictures for all time please feel free someone to move us in the right direction dedicating your baby to God shows that you recognize your baby as a gift and you are dedicating yourself to being a loving and gracious and godly example to your child this is a holy moment for us to witness and in which to participate to unite together and entrust the child's life and your own to God's loving and generative ways of abundant living as a family children are a heritage from the Lord an offspring a reward from God This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, who formed you in the womb. I am the Lord, the maker of all things, who stretches out the heavens, who spreads out the earth. The scripture also declares, for you are created in the inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. (laughs) (laughs) Dearly beloved, in bringing this child to be received by this ancient symbol, into the fellowship of the church, you declare your desire and purpose to bring him up according to your best endeavor in the way of truth, grace, and love, in the ways which speak most strongly to you from out of your own hearts. Will you, therefore, as you are given to know it, show Kate in the ways of truth and grace and love if you agree, say we will. And to the birth mom, beloved, you hold a special place in the life of this child and in the lives of this family as they do in yours. Bless you. It is good for you to be here with your loving presence and support. You will be important in the full expression of this child's life as he grows. Do you today pledge to the best of your ability your support and love as he grows in grace and love if you agree, say I will. And now to the grandparents. I ask, you are important in the life of this child. You are the keepers of the family wisdom, of the family stories, and you have a responsibility to pass it on, with your loving ways and gentle instruction. Will you, as grandparents of this child, ever bear in mind the tender and solemn duty, which you here undertake, and will you befriend and love him always, in order that he may grow in grace and love? If you agree, say we will. And now to his sister, Piper. Hi, Piper. Piper, you are very important to your brother's life. Do you promise to the best of your ability to love him and help him grow up and teach him everything you know from this day forward? If you agree, say, I will. Thank you, baby. And now we... The people of the church, would you please join me and stand together? Can I have the children come forward, please, if you are comfortable? Can I have the family, can you all move in this way? We want to surround you. Tamara, would you help position them? I basically want this family in the center, Sean and Jennifer Brown here. I want all of the kids surrounding, all of the families surrounding, moms, dads, grandpas, come on in. Now we, the people of this church, understanding our solemn obligations to share in the upbringing of this beloved child, do hereby pledge ourselves to promote his welfare in spirit, soul, and body. To the end that Caden may grow in beauty, grace, love, and truth. To the best of your ability, House Church and all those here gathered, if you agree with this statement of faith, say, we will. Caden Ray Brown, we welcome you into this fellowship, saying that you are welcome, wanted, and worthy just as you are. And to the communion of your church family we bless you and to all who stand with you with grace to hold you wisdom to guide you and love to bring forth all that god has designed you to become in this life i welcome you into the fellowship the lord bless you both and all the lord keep you may god's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you may the light of god's countenance be upon and give you peace this day and all of your days to come. And we say God bless you. We have offered a gift
3: You want to sing together again? No? No? Okay. That's fine. I'm going to invite you to stand with us. We're going to sing another song together. This is another one we all know and love, so I invite you to lift your voice, have fun, worship, however that looks for you.
4: Praise
1: you and honor you, praise you, and thank you, and praise you, and praise you, and thank you. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise you, praise you. Praise you, praise you, praise you. Praise you, praise you. You praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and honor you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and honor you, and glorify you, and exalt you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. just do that build of it as well. Somebody's breaking through right now. You just got to tell yourself that. Yeah. Somebody's breaking through. Yeah. He is well.
5: Yeah. Come on. Hey. With
1: my soul. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Of that. Thank you guys. Beautiful. Woo! <laughs> I'll say, yes, yeah, sometimes you gotta sing your way in. Sing your way in. I felt a little bit of grandma coming through. Aunt Judy, I felt a little bit of grandma coming through, Mom. You know what grandma would have been doing. My grandma. She would have had her hand up, one hand with a tissue, shaking right here. And the other one shaking like this. (laughs) Because why? Because he's holding her hand. (laughs) Well, dang it. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and took his place at the table. And a woman in the city who was a sinner, having learned that he was eating at the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster jar of ointment she stood behind him at his feet weeping and began to bathe his feet with her tears and to dry them with her hair. Then she continued kissing his feet and anointing them with the ointment. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw it, He said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what kind of woman this is who is touching him, that she is a sinner. Jesus spoke up and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you teacher that wasn't what was going on in Simon's head but he pulled himself together and said teacher speak a certain creditor had two debtors one owed 500 denarii and the other 50 when they could not pay he cancelled the debts for both of them now which of them will love more Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the greater debt. And Jesus said to him, you have judged rightly. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet. But she has bathed my feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, have been forgiven. Hence, she has shown great love. But the one to whom little is forgiven loves little. A reading from Luke 7. Truly, I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached in all the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. And it is most everywhere. And everyone has heard a version of that story. Anybody that has ever been to a church at least once or has heard that story preached. Most focus on how dirty Jesus' feet would have been after traveling through the filthy streets. And that's an okay angle to put emphasis on on how sacrificial her service to him would have been. Yes, his feet were dirty, but frankly, it would be difficult for even the cleanest of feet among us. Feet are their own special category. And many sermons focus on the Pharisee not extending the proper hospitality to Jesus upon entry to his house and how dishonoring that was. And still, other sermons focus on the alabaster box, the jar, the bottle, the, bo- the bottle of spikenard oil, or nard, is a focus because it's interesting. It's interesting to study, um, you know, these ancient Egyptian customs, and as we don't often hear or see these things in our culture, the way they were used in Egypt and the Mediterranean in the time of Jesus, so it's Fascinating to focus on the nard and how this oil was used to anoint people for importance or for a mission for a purpose or for burial which is a custom not widely practiced here and still yet it's tempting to focus on the forgiveness piece ranking people according to how grateful they'd be based on how much they have been forgiven And certainly that the texts refer to her as a sinful woman, we know that a woman likely did not edit this story. (laughs) A woman who didn't belong in that house on that day, in that way, or so the text says, and we widely believe that to be the case. Fascinating further study would suggest that she had a little more going on than what the editors allowed to be put in. And yes, that guilty angle or the forgiveness piece or who loves more or who loves less certainly appeals to the guilty and blaming masses. But this morning, I'd like to focus on the woman's tears. And what might have moved her to do this thing to Jesus on that day and in that way. In order to gain deeper insight to this story, we need to understand the setting. The dinner setting. When we think of going to somebody's house for dinner today, we hope they have a table. We would expect they would, or at least TV trays, uh, to sit around and watch the TV. We would expect there to be chairs of some sort. In this story, however, I need you to put your different lenses on about what this encounter might have looked like. The studies suggest that this was a semi-public meeting. It was kind of like a house church. It was an extension of the synagogue. So this was a semi-public affair. This is why the woman heard about the dinner and was able to get in. It wasn't just a one-door entry, you know, which would have been awkward in some of our houses as we think of them. But this was kind of a, a space where an area in the middle was designated as the place of honor and then around the sides would have been the place for the people other public pe- people could come and sit and watch but they were not invited to the center table to the table of honor furthermore there was no table and chairs this was a gathering and and again this is a gathering of men there are no women laying around, or lying around, the men were lying <laughs> around, I and mean, it was a joke, that was kind of a joke, that was a joke, the men were lying around, in the middle of the room, <laughs> and they would lay, they would lay down, so their feet were actually toward the edges of the house, of the gathering, their feet were toward the edges, so it makes a little more sense when you think about this woman coming in, okay, so it had this point of entry, and then she passes through this sort of dead space between the, look, the people who are just watching and the people who are invited at the honorable table area. And it would make sense because the feet are facing outward that that would be the first thing she touches. You get in the picture? No, they're lying on their bellies, which is hard to eat that way, as it turns out. (laughs) It's hard to breathe on one's stomach, much less ingest food on one's stomach. But lying or reclining there. And this hospitality piece is not lost on Simon. The hospitality piece was intentional no one was invited to that honorable table to that space and just oh Simon forgot to wash his guests guest of honors feet totally intentional so this was not an honorable in invitation this was an invitation to test and trap this was an invitation to expose the teacher this was an invitation to expose that what he had been gathering, the father, the followers that he had been gathering, the Pharisee wants to prove that the Pharisee's knowledge of the Torah is far better than that of this young rabbi who is coming and sweeping the world and taking the world by storm. This is a test. This is a trap. To expose. And so, it's likely that she might have witnessed all of that. It's likely... That she saw the whole thing. And in her hand, on the side of the house, behind whoever else was there to listen to the debate, the discussion of the Torah between the Pharisee and the young rabbi, she likely is holding a jar of nard and likely, I believe, a bottle of tea. And while she holds her bottles, she also holds in her heart a world of sorrow. Tears are a sign strength tears enable us to get in touch with our deepest feelings they help us express our grief at endings and the loss of those who are precious to us Jesus wept at the tomb of Lazarus he also wept over the city of Jerusalem and in our time we weep over Israel, Palestine we weep over Ukraine and Russia we weep over broken family relationships and a world nearly post covid one in which we don't quite feel the same in a yiddish proverb says what soap is for the baby tears are for the soul tears are a gift of grace from god and their fruit Is always joy. Remember the old text that says, That one who goes forth sowing tears of sorrow will come again rejoicing. Weeping arises from the heart and signifies an opened and soft heart. I've been going around Tulsa lately, nearly showing up to every one of my appointments with tears in my eyes. I'm beginning to call myself a weeping prophet. Because I've become so fluid in my expression of my emotions, I show up to someone and it's as if I can see and know the grief, the joy. I can barely show up stone cold anymore. I'm more fluid and teary. But it is a sign of the inner life. And so maybe that's why people are so embarrassed to cry. They do not want to reveal their vulnerabilities. But recent studies are showing that in our shared grief over the pandemic, universally experienced so much loss, that showing emotion in public is becoming more and more common, more and more invited. We feel the rich communal dimensions of crying with others. Religious traditions honor the gifts of tears and have found ways to ritualize it. During the Passover Seder, for example, when Jews remember their escape from Egypt, they bring salt water to their lips to symbolize the tears of bondage. In ancient times, when a person died, mourners put their tears in bottles, which is why I'm suggesting that perhaps she showed up to that house that day. In the Psalms, it says that God keeps track of all of our sorrows and puts our tears in his These transcendent moments go beyond what the mind can comprehend. Some tears are a response of the heart. The unnamed woman in the Lucan account that day came to Jesus' feet with the combined customs of her time, each holding a significance only known to her and to the people around that room that day they knew she knew I believe she came to his feet that day with a lifetime of tears stored up in her heart a legacy of tears in which she was born a situation of oppression a person with a desperate hope in what manner of man this was. The text wants to emphasize that no one knew what manner of woman it was, but she knew something different. She knew what manner of man he was. She knew something more that day she saw something, she felt something, and it was worth everything to her. She was willing to pour out the costly contents of her bottles. I can imagine her holding them, holding all the things that she held dear, that she could have sold for money. These were to the maybe the tune of something like a year's wages. Costly. Important. She was also willing to lay her reputation, her life, her future, everything out to Jesus without one ounce of reservation. It was everything that she understood about life and about death that she brought with her in those bottles that day. It was everything that she knew in her culture of her customs, of what was important and what mattered, and she poured them out on Jesus that day. And it is that what she did bears repeating. The text says that wherever the gospel is preached, she will be known. What she did, it was who she was that bears repeating It is not what is said or not said. It is what is written between the lines in this story. There's so much silence in this story. How long did Jesus lay there with this woman touching his feet before he said something? How long did she hold those bottles on the side trying to gather her courage to anoint the one that she knows does not deserve the trap and the trick that day it is in the space and the silence of this story it's where you fit in it's where I fit in it's written for us it is spoken for you to give you a context for your generation, for your customs, your beliefs, your family ideals, your family traditions, everything that you've banked on, everything. Your legacy, your secrets. What if you? your life out at the feet of Jesus placing every ounce of your hope what's going to happen in your future every ounce of it laid out at Yeshua's feet at Yahweh the one who makes space and room It is Yahweh. It is Yahweh that I proclaim in the silence of the text. That story today that makes space for each and every one of us. It is Yahweh. It is God who saves. It is God who delivers. It is God who redeems a life. And not we Make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O divine love, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in the giving that we receive. It is in the pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in the dying that we are born to eternal life. May God bless the speaker. to come in and join us for communion and interactive worship. I want to explain what's going to go on because the children know it very well. They know that there's Hawaiian bread for communion and juice in the cups. We also have um, pre-packaged communion, if you would prefer, and gluten-free bread here. The cups hold juice. Thank you, Eve. Over here today is the fifth Sunday of Lent and the fifth candle has indeed been lit is that true do my eyes deceive me try as you may to not light the candles on fire today the outside decorations oh I like what you did with that middle one. that's beautiful so I will invite you to come and take a candle a little candle out of Light it from one of the already prelit candles and set it in the cross. This is a moment of prayer, of reflection, of lighting a candle in remembrance of something or someone. Then over here at this table, we have a vessel with water in it and a plate of rocks. This can symbolize for you any number of things. A letting go of something. A letting go or a laying down of a burden that maybe you came in here with, signifying that you are letting it. You also have journaling cards here. If you want to write a note to yourself, seal it up and put it back in the box for safekeeping for another time. Maybe next year you want to remember what happened to you on this day. And It's a way to journal and mark what's happened in the house today. All are welcome at this table. You don't have to belong to this church to participate in communion. And you do not any classes on how to eat. If you want to participate, then I want you to. And if you do not want, that is perfectly fine. I would encourage you to go that direction first because as you come over here you'll take the bread and the cup and return with it to your seat and together we will all take so however you'd like to do that I do ask as the children are coming back in I do ask that we stay um, as quiet as we can Um, let this be a time of reflection and contemplation and quietness As we receive the children back in, let us not discuss everything that's happened in the last hour. This is a time of quiet reflection and worship. Would you stand with me? say a prayer, a blessing as we prepare our hearts for this moment. Gracious and loving God, we come to this moment with our bottles of significance the things and the customs and the traditions that matter to us most. We know that your gracious, loving self receives all of our customs. You absorb it into your body and represent each and every one of us in the loving covenant that God has created for each and every one of God's human family. I pray that this would be a time of new beginnings. I pray that this would be a moment of fresh mercies. I pray that this would be a moment of grounding in the soil of your love. I pray for spontaneous healings in bodies and in minds and in emotions and in relationships. I pray for warmth in souls, in grace, in minds. We thank you and we reverence you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you make your way forward to whichever station you choose first. And then when we're all through, we will go back to our seats and partake together. God bless you as you come. the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, broken for you. As often as you do this, remember me. House Church and friends, please take After that same meal, he took the cup, and after he blessed it and poured it, he said, This is my blood, poured out for you a new covenant in my love. As often as you do this, remember me. House, church, and friends, take and drink the blood of Christ, the forgiveness of sin. Children will be coming by to gather cups from you. They love this part. After that is completed, I would love for you to return to your seats. Go quickly and return quickly. Would you stay standing with me as we do our benediction? (laughs) I did say return to your seats, and you took me literally. (laughs) I would like a big round of applause for finishing exactly three minutes past noon. (laughs) I kept my word. Is it one minute? That's... Well, hey, I am on time. I'm looking at the... They're right, my benediction is going to take three minutes. <laughs> and so, beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. In this is love, not that we love and impress God, but that God loves us and gave God's self to be the mercy seat for our sin. In light of this, Truth, let us be tender hearted toward one another, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ has abundantly forgiven us. And as we have freely received today, let us go and freely give. God bless you this hour and every hour of your day. Amen.